Thank you for tuning in. We'll get to your program right after this short word from our sponsor. Every day is like a blank page. Some people encounter the page with fear and dread. Others encounter it with potential and excitement. Hello, my name is Aubrey Baptista. At Kindred Art Therapy, you will learn to be inspired daily rather than approaching each day with fear. For more information, visit arttherapync.com to book a free 15-minute consultation. My name is Alyn Davis. I'm a counselor and coach with a compassionate heart and a wealth of experience. My mission is to help people journey towards recovery, self-discovery, and holistic well-being. As a licensed therapist in North Carolina, I've had the privilege of witnessing countless individuals break free from the grips of eating disorders, trauma, anxiety, depression, and find renewed purpose in their lives. For more information, visit alyndavis.com or click the buy button on this ad. I look forward to seeing you break free. Welcome to Kindred, where we believe that when we recognize our interconnectedness with one another, we are able to achieve higher levels of wellness for ourselves and our communities. In this show, we explore the meaning of mental wellness and share vulnerability in order to create a more inclusive and supportive world. Today, I'm welcoming Bodhi Alexander, and I'm so excited to have Bodhi on the show today because Bodhi... I'm going to kind of skip some of your intro here and just say like in the leads group, like everyone knows you. And I remember being so nervous getting on stage and um, you like you're the one who leads the charge in terms of like the call and response for people's names. Now, I will say like you're a financial consultant. That's important for people to know. But like what what's up with that for you in terms of like getting people engaged in the leads group? Well, th- there's a couple reasons. Um one is that if you've ever been a part of an organization or a group that has a purpose and it's just kind of mundane and going through the motions and no one really connects and no one really gets anything out of it, then people quit coming. And so um, a large way of, I think, you know, being excited about it. So I, I'm, I'm personally excited to go each and every week. Like I, I, I'm, I'm just over the moon. I get to go to leads group, right. Mm-hmm. And see friends and people in business and learn stuff. But um, I think ultimately uh, it's a welcoming place. And so being vulnerable and going up on stage in front of, you know, 20, 30 people and introducing yourself and having them say, hi, Bodie, or hi, Aubrey, or hi, whoever, is is very welcoming and it and it teaches people that uh, others don't have to be scary and that you don't have to be perfect and it's more relaxed at least in my opinion <laughs> i'm laughing because i while i agree with you the experience is very nerve-wracking <laughs> right yes. like going up and then being like uh my name is aubrey baptisto and then like you're like, okay, but with who, like, you're like, which, which order of things does this happen? And, and just kind of learning how it rolls the first like uh, meeting or two is like a little bit, uh, it's a little bit anxiety producing. Well, and there, there are some other benefits. So, and the other benefits are, is that, you know, when someone stands up and says, hi, I'm Bodie Alexander, and, and I'm, maybe not the best example because people remember my first name because it's a little different. It's not John Smith or 
and no offense to any John Smiths out there, but I'm just saying there, there's more than one John Smith. I'm the only Bodie that with my spelling I've ever met. But, uh, you know, when, you know, John Smith says, hey, I'm John Smith with ABC Company. And I say, hey, John, then I have to say something out loud. And that kind of makes me remember John and his company. And so when I see John Smith out in public, and it's like, ah, this is John and he's with ABC Company. Hey, John, how are you? And so it's it's a great sort of mnemonic device for me, but it's also a uh, welcoming um, e- expression for everyone else that everyone can come and be welcomed. Yeah. So your, I mean, your focus, your, your career is really on like finance, but you really have um, this other piece that you tie in around community and like building community, like how do, how do those work together? Like why, why is that important to you? Well, I think community is important to me and, and, and really not just any community, but small community. So we can say, Oh, we're all part of the global community, me and, you know, 7 billion of my friends. Right. But am I going to get to know 7 billion people? No. Um, I could say I'm the part of the national community, which is about 330 million people. No, the community is, is really kind of um, about the, you know, 100 to 200 people I know in the, you know, five miles around me. And it might extend beyond that. So having a good, vibrant community where people are, are growing together. Um, I believe that people are always, you know, being born, growing up, getting older, retiring and all of those things. It's always a cycle that I'm, I'm not just stuck in. But um, so having, you know, those connections, I think, really sort of help us connect and, and be more healthy as a community. Um, in terms of business, uh, I think for me, it's when I know someone in business. So who, who would I rather do business with? Would I rather do business with Walmart? Maybe on, on certain products or certain things, it might just be easier. And no offense to Walmart, but, you know, the dollars I spend there go to uh, Walmart's headquarters. Eventually mm-hmm. they end up there. Um, but if I do business with, you know, Aubrey Baptista, uh, you know, for whatever reason, if you had a, a, a local store here that sold the same product for a similar price, and I know that me purchasing that product from you, uh, not only do the dollars stay here in our community, but they, they benefit you and then they benefit others in the community that you may go and spend those dollars with down downstream. So I think that the buy local, the shop local. Um, I, I think that has a lot more. Um, I think it has a lot more impact and power than than people may know. Yeah, I was, I was thinking, what do you think is more important, uh, social capital or fiscal capital? I think they're equal, or I think they're both important, uh, but I think they need to have a, a good balance. Hmm. Good answer. <laughs> how so? How how would you balance them? So let, let's take, um, I'm trying to think of something that, that's uh, uh, pretty non-threatening. So, well, let, let, let's take uh, television, for example. Um, you know, I'm going to get my news from somewhere. I'm going to get my entertainment and media somewhere. 
if there is a local provider that's going to stream all the television services and whatnot that I want, great, but there's not, right? Mm -hmm. So there's, you have to rely on the bigger firms like Netflix or Amazon Prime or Dish Network or, you know, even if you looked at uh, what we have here locally, our local internet or excuse me, our local cable provider is really just bigger, a part of a, a, a much bigger conglomerate. So certain services, yes, it makes sense to um, be fiscally uh, uh, prudent and say, well, this is this is what makes sense because they have the bigger companies have the infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you look at social capital, um, I think of some of the local uh, auto dealers here in town where their families have been operating and benefiting the community for uh, decades, if not much longer than that, some, you know, more than a hundred years. So um, I think that has impact because those families continue to uh, build their businesses and pass them down to generations. And they provide jobs for people here locally. Uh, The revenue from those jobs stay local and just continue to benefit Hendersonville. And that's one of my my main um, motivations for being a part of the Henderson County Chamber of Commerce is that I believe if you have a very strong and thriving local business community, then uh, the entire community will will benefit from that, from the tax revenues. You know, one one, uh, random piece of info I just thought about was how, um, you know, we have some new like apartment type buildings that are coming mm-hmm. into downtown Hendersonville. And I saw on um, Facebook, some people are getting concerned about having um, wealthier people coming into these um, high end type apartment complexes. And I was curious, like what your opinion was on like how that may impact the community. If, if in your opinion, do you think that's like good or bad or indifferent? Or, like, what's your opinion about that? Well, I think, communities very rarely are static and not changing. I think every community is dynamic and changing. And is it changing for the good or is it changing for the worse? Mm -hmm. And so um, in thinking about that, and I think people very often get stuck in, well, I remember back when, when this is how it was. And you're right. And, you know, that's how it was. And we progressed away from that good, bad, or indifferent. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's always change, right? And so when I see the, the high-end apartment complexes come or the apartment building coming in, um, you know, I think that has the ability to be good uh, versus the property sitting there dormant and not doing anything mm-hmm. or being used to its best, uh, best ability. I imagine that there's going to be an influx of capital in this area if people are coming in from outside of the state even, or even around surrounding areas and they're bringing their money with them. I would highly agree with that. I've, I've seen it for the last three years and it's really um, an effect of COVID. Uh, one of the things that the COVID pandemic did was that it pushed technology um, forward a lot faster than anticipated. So right now, um, during COVID pandemic, people were asked to work from home, those that could. The people that did work from home tended to find that it was uh, it was change that they may not have been ready for, but after they accepted the change, uh, tend to enjoy it. And now you can work from anywhere in the country 
pretty much as long as you have an internet connection. So mm -hmm. I think people are going back and deciding where to live differently. Um, so they're no longer moving to locations strictly for a job or they may move to an area strictly for a job or a career, but then have the ability to relocate somewhere else and retain that career or retain that employment uh, and continue to earn income, but because of the advances in technology can work anywhere or because of their advances in their company, they have the ability to uh, live where they want to and work anywhere. And so when you look at Western North Carolina and specifically Hendersonville, you know, why not here? Uh, we don't get too terribly cold in the wintertime as compared to other parts of the country. And we don't get too terribly hot in the summertime as compared mm -hmm. to other parts of the country. And the cost of living here is relatively less expensive than other parts of the country. So I think that becomes very attractive. Plus it's a beautiful, beautiful place to live when you can wake up in the morning and, you know, walk outside your front door and see mountains. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that you just like, gave the whole like trailer for why to live in Hendersonville, North Carolina. <laughs> well, you know, if you think about, let, let's say you lived in a major metropolitan area in the Northeast somewhere during COVID where you were locked down, like it wasn't wow. safe for you to go out on, out on the um, streets and you're there and you're living in a 1500 square foot apartment that may have cost you to buy it, you know, five or $600,000 and you have two children and uh, and you can't go outside because it's now COVID and you're in an apartment building versus, uh, you know, moving to Western North Carolina where you might have uh, not just a, a place to dwell, but a bigger place to dwell. So maybe you get a 2,500 square foot uh, house on property where you can go outside and it's beautiful most of the time and, you know, the temperature's right. So I think that's a pretty easy decision unless you have, you know, other mitigating factors like uh, your parents live there and you don't want to move away from family. So or mm -hmm. you don't have the ability to work remotely. Well, Bodhi, thanks so much for joining us today. How can we learn more about you? Uh, you can always visit my uh, website at BodhiAlexander.StewardPartners.com uh, or look me up on LinkedIn. Awesome. And those of you who are listening, if you want to learn more about this show, go ahead and visit us on bizradio.us and be sure to like and subscribe. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.